Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Ray. And you're listening to This Midlife Hustle. Today, we're going to be talking about product research. Product research, what we've been thinking about getting into, like what products might work, right? Yep. The general outline we have for this episode, we're going to talk about the tools we've been using, how we've been doing the research. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to do my best to try to tell a story about the product search that I've been doing. And you're going to do the best to tell the story that about the product uh, search you've been doing. And we're both doing this while not feeling great, having a cold and uh, yeah. feeling half present. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it should be a fun episode. Yeah. So let's get started about talking about the tools. I know that the tools in the data exist to be able to do research like Jungle Scout and Helium 10 and others do. I don't know how people did that before these tools existed. Because it is a crazy amount of good information just they put right at your fingertips that makes it very easy to make some of these decisions and get an idea of what would work and what wouldn't. Yeah, back then I'm, I'm assuming it was the roll of the dice. Maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was if it worked, it worked. Or more, or if it didn't, scratch it. Let's try something new. Yeah. I know Amazon has like an API that you can get information from. I know they have like mm-hmm. this bestsellers uh rank that is telling about in a certain category that you can get certain data from just like that. Yeah. But yeah, the sheer amount of data that they're providing and the ability to do some of these things like, you know, automated uh, analysis of reviews and, and opportunities like, you know, competition versus um, uh, demand. Yeah. Uh, just, it's just a great amount of inf- information. So I'm really enjoying using jungle scout so far. Yeah. I was gonna say, let's talk about that for just a quick second. Yeah. Cause you just got my curiosity. Um, Back then, like what the what, magazines? Back uh, then, how model? far when Amazon first came out? I mean, even with us being young, married. I mean, I remember us being as young as we still printed out directions to get somewhere. Right, right. We didn't have, you know, all the AAA maps. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, what was it back then? It had to be like I remember in my industry, models, reading magazines. That's right. You know, watching so you're talking TV about, shows. Yeah, you're talking about advertising and that yeah. those those are all the advertising. But if you think about market research, like they used to just do phone calls, do street surveys, any way People they can knock get at data. The door, right. And now we have all these signs, no soliciting, no nothing. But back then. Yeah. Yeah. And this is this is what sometimes people are upset with the amount of information Google collects on folks, because that's part of what they're doing is trying to, to understand consumer yeah. habits better and and what's what. But everyone does that in all the websites, and they're not doing it, to the best of my knowledge, they don't intend to do it to collect data on you personally, because I did work in the advertising industry for some time. They're trying to get that macro view of you're a female in this age group who has kids, and you're searching for these types of things, or you're into this type of sport, so that they can do that broad categorization. But yeah, the amount of data we have available these days for advertising is just insane. Yeah. So... The other tools I think you've been using more than I, I've been using this in concert with Jungle Scout, but just, just using Amazon, like going through a bunch of listings. That's a little bit more of a, of a grind, but you have been doing that, right? I have been doing that. I dabbled in a Jungle Scout a little bit, but majority of mine is through Amazon. So how have you been using Amazon as a tool? I've been using it uh, to see ratings. Uh, to actually read what people are saying once they get the product in, uh, how many units have been sold, how many units they bought to begin with, um, quality, uh, quality control, um, problem solving. Are these uh, people who are selling it, are they problem solving? 
Right. I think I think there was a little tell in what you said. You've been using Amazon as a tool with the Jungle Scout plugin. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So you've been using Jungle Scout also. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been using both, um, and it's very helpful. There's a lot of information. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is. A, it is a great tool. Uh, so I think you've been using Amazon. What you started with is perfectly fine. Though. I mean, you're right. There's just a lot of information. It's just looking at listings, mm-hmm. looking at ratings, reading reviews, mm-hmm. having a, like a qualitative assessment of what this product listing looks like. Do you think it would be effective? Do you think you could do better? Yeah. Right. Where the Jungle Scout to, as a tool comes in more handy is to really understand is there an opportunity here? How many other people are competing right. for this space? Right. Who's got more? Who's how much money is being put into this space? Because I only have so much. So if there's a lot of people competing in this space, I may not even have enough money to compete against these other folks, even if I think I could do a better job. Right. It's a numbers game. Right. You know? So that's interesting. And then uh, the final tool, I think you haven't really started dabbling with yet. You know what it is. You've seen me use it. I don't think you've dabbled with Alibaba yet. Right? No. Mm-mm. No, nope. they're a supplier, a huge supplier for China. It's like the it's like the Chinese supplier chain uh, search engine. And um, and I'll talk a little bit about that in my section about mm-hmm. some frustrations I've been having with Alibaba. But that's another tool because I want to start having you use it as a tool also in the sense that when you're looking at these opportunities, you need to start thinking about, all right, here's the price point. There is a valid opportunity there. But what's it going to cost me to have these things made? Right. Right. Because that's a big factor as well. If, you know, just to throw out loose numbers there, if like if if the item you think is going to sell for like $50, but it costs you $30 to make and ship and package. And don't forget, there's all these little things, right? Not just to make it, but to ship it, package it, have it in retail packaging and all those little things that go into that. In addition to the Amazon costs, et cetera, is there a profit left to be made there? Maybe an opportunity, but just not an opportunity to actually profit. Right, right. So that's something that's important as well. So those are the tools we've been using. Anything else you wanted to say about tools? There's a lot of them. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's true. Even like within within Amazon, there's like so many buttons that, you know, it, it's just like you, you know, bring this one down, it's more information. You bring the next one down, more information. So it's it's like a lot. It's a lot. You're talking about even just searching on different just keywords, searching. filtering and, yeah. and analyzing the, yep. yeah, the brands. At this point, we usually do our reminder. If you're liking what you're hearing so far or you've been following us along on this journey, please like, subscribe. It helps the algorithms. Share this with other people yeah. you know. I also wanted to remind folks that we do have, I do now have the Patreon account set up. I believe it's set up properly. There's not a lot there that's being shared yet because we're still going through this, this phase, Mm -hmm. but I do have notes on what we've been researching. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not what we've been researching, but the tools we've been using to do the research. Yep. I do have the Jungle Scout affiliate link available for those who want to use it. That'll get you a discount on Jungle Scout services. And uh, it, the Patreon is set up at patreon.com slash this midlife hustle. So it should be super easy to find. And if you want to do that, you'll have access to all the information, whether it's this project or another, you'll have access to the information about how we're going about things, mm-hmm. the resources we used, a spreadsheet showing profitability at some point as well. Yeah. We'll all be coming there and you'll be part of the community. If you want to hear more from us about different things that I'm not including, tell me and I'll see what we can do about adding it. Yep. So let's move on to my search. My passions right now tend to be artistic. Merch. Yeah. 
artistic, but merch and custom designs is kind of what I usually feel I have something I can add there. Yeah. I went down this journey of using the Opportunity Finder in Jungle Scout. That didn't <laughs> that didn't show me anything that was along the line of my passions so far. So I moved on to just looking, just doing keyword searches and other tools on Amazon to just get a sense of some of these other categories that I think maybe might be interesting for me. I looked at mugs. Mugs are very popular, mm -hmm. but they're also super competitive. I can't say there's not an opportunity there. If you had some unique idea that is just a, a neat saying or something that hasn't been done before, a cool graphic. There's always, I think I talked about this as another episode, there's always this opportunity for these one hit wonders, like you saturate the market with some new design and everybody's like, oh, that's so cool. And they'll buy it and then, then that fade will go and it's not yeah. long term. But uh, it is interesting be because there's there is always a demand. Like we have so many mugs. We, sometimes we just buy a mug because we like the saying. Like we don't yeah. actually need any more mugs. No. We have enough mugs to last the rest of our lifetime and then some. Yes. Yeah. I've actually recycled some, gave some away because I'm like, okay, that saying, I'm done with it. You yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. But um, but yeah, we do. We have a lot of mugs. Yeah. So it's tempting because I know that there's like it's something people buy just spontaneously sometimes. Yeah. But again, like, I don't know that we can really afford to compete in that space. There's just so much money into these custom mugs and not just custom mugs, but cool sayings and all that. There's like, it seems like almost everything's been done. And it's hard for me to like differentiate there other than the, the actual graphics design. I'm not sure I can make a better mug like mugs are mugs, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it's just that one time, you know, saying or graphic that just gets you and, and you can, some people order multiple for. Yeah you know, certain things in their life that it reminds them of. And just, you know, if you have siblings or whatnot, you just hand them off. I don't know. Just like your buttons. I feel like if you find that one thing, it's going to take off and then it might die off. But at least I know it's just see, that's yeah. the problem. It's like I feel like it's that old saying with many different forms of art. You're only as good as your last creation. Mm -hmm. And it's like I'm going to have to keep on creating and creating and creating for that to become a continual revenue stream. Like right. the one design that was cool will go off. That's why some of these ideas, like I think it might be just my first foray into this space. And maybe I'll just do that because it's a strength of mine. But I don't want this long term because I don't want to have to keep on producing a new design, a new design, a new design to have any continual success in the marketplace. Right. I don't want to be a one hit wonder. Right. So that's my fear there. But there is there is some room there and I know how to do mugs. Yeah. Right. I mean, I even know if I wanted to mess around with not doing FBA or maybe like sourcing the mugs myself and printing them myself and then sending them to FBA myself, I'm still thinking about that. It just depends on can I do it cheaper than what I can get them made for. And so far, it's like the shipping costs more than having it done right. in China. So it's like, I don't know why I would want to mess around with that if I'm dealing with any significant quantity. Might right. as well just have them do it and have it sent directly to Amazon FBA at that right. point. So I'll create the design, send it to them. They'll do all the printing, send it right to Amazon FBA. So uh, I don't want to get stuck on this on my section here, but let me just kind of quickly say similar conversations with lighters. And this may surprise you, but candles, because I don't like black soot from the candles going on the ceiling and in the air and causing dust in the house and stuff. But apparently there is a big market for candles, including men's candles. Yeah. And some some of them had some interesting, cool sayings on them. I was like, oh, there's a design element there, too. Mm -hmm. So. If it's the right, if it's a good product with the right packaging and the right design on the outside, it can or be same. kind of merch. Yeah. Because I've, I've actually done a little research myself in that. In candles? Of, yeah, in candles. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. 
Yeah. I, and I, I even to the point where I looked at how, like, again, I, one of my strengths is doing some of these little crafty things, it, how, what it would take to make our own candles. But man, like, that's too much. It's too much to make them in, in we're not talking about messing around yeah. here, right? Like if I'm going to do like a thousand, two thousand of them. It's too much. I'm not doing that. Yeah. No. I'm not doing that. I'm not messing around doing that. It, it's easier and cheaper actually to have them made for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then it becomes very similar to the merch because I'm just combining, you know, a smell with a package and then a custom design on the outside, whether like you said, either a saying or a graphic. Mm-hmm. And it becomes kind of like a merch endeavor yeah. there. Yeah. And then, I, and then I started looking at coasters because coasters is something I used to do. And coasters became interesting because I found a product that is somewhat new on the market. And I think I can do better than what some of the folks have been doing. And it involves a customization aspect where I can come up with a custom design on the inside. And I think I can you know, specify a version of this to a manufacturer with some small modifications that would distinguish me in the market. So I got excited about coasters, actually, as Mm -hmm. again, maybe not long term, but as the first endeavor onto this thing. And then when I started doing the Jungle Scout research, I was surprised to say, like, well, in this specific niche that I'm looking at, I actually can compete. And the, the competition isn't super high. It's like medium. And the demand is, depending on the niche, medium to high. So, ooh, there's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, medium competition, like, high-ish demand, excellent price points, like, more than, a like, four times multiple, which usually there's a, it's only a third of the cost source. But I think I can get this to the point where I'm making four times what the product costs to make. So I was like, ooh. And then I start looking at the data on how much is selling. There's a guy who's... Selling, I shouldn't say a guy, there's, there's a company, a brand that's selling a variant of this that I think I can do better than he's selling like across 20 different variants, something like $10,000 a month on each of them, which is also a little scary because I don't know if I can compete with them. So I need Mm -hmm. to make sure that I have something that distinguishes from, from that. But that's also some exciting because if I can steal a portion of that market Mm -hmm. with something better, then I really have an opportunity there. Yeah. So that's where I am with that. Then I started looking at Alibaba to see, all right, how much would it cost me to have these things made? Well, if you think Amazon is difficult to search through, you mm. should you should see Alibaba because these aren't, obviously they're not, most of them are not English speaking natively. Mm-hmm. And some of them, I believe they're probably using translators and such because the, the even the English you get is usually a little bit broken or in this day of AI and awesome translators. So it's surprising to me. That that they're they're not like great yeah. replies, but they're not great replies. My first problem was it's just difficult to find the exact product I wanted made on Alibaba because sometimes the search terms and it's probably a combination of things. But I have something in my mind, and I know what I want to call it. That may not be the same thing that the suppliers or the manufacturers call it, and then that's probably exacerbated by the fact that they're not native English speakers mm-hmm. and. There's a little bit of something lost in translation. So it it was actually hard for me to find suppliers for what I wanted. I found one only, and I did message them. A couple days, I didn't get a reply yet. That's a little frustrating because I think they could make what I want and make it with quality, but Mm -hmm. I'm not getting a reply. Mm -hmm. And they've been in business for five years or so. So maybe it's just, you know, maybe maybe I'll get a reply eventually. Right. Maybe it's not a big enough order quantity. That's a little frustrating because... Yeah, it's like 
supply chain, you know, that's an issue that we're probably both going to run into is translation, receiving it, you know, making sure it's the language barrier, um, making sure they're understanding what we want and stuff like that. Yeah. So when it'll be interesting to see your experience when you start trying to deal with Alibaba as well. Yeah, I'm not uh, quite into what you're doing, but I'm still <laughs> in the there. step one <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, you'll get there soon enough. <laughs> because it's just, you don't have to be that far in. Like, I think you're afraid to jump in all the way, but on Alibaba, you can literally just create an account and start interacting with them, start asking questions and start seeing what might be possible. You don't have to make a commitment to make an order right away. So mm. it, it would be good for you to just start that process as a way of yeah. dipping your toes into that and learning about that as well. So then I did this other thing called, they have a, a process called, I think it's called request for quote, where you, you kind of give them, um, pictures of what you're, what you want done and a description of like the materials and the quantity and all the details of what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And you post it and, and Alibaba has a system where it, like it tries to match you up with suppliers who can supply mm. those things. Okay. And it says you can get responses from up to 15 suppliers. And I was like, ooh, all right. So I put one of those out. It's only been about a day. Actually, it's been a little less than a day. But already, I'm still getting frustrated because... Nothing. Well, no, it's not nothing. It's worse than nothing because they're giving me something that's not what I asked for. Mm. Again, how we don't know what is translated on their end. That's right. You know. That's right. And so to give an example, I I, I don't want to give all the details of this special coaster product I'm talking about in the podcast, but I will disclose some information about it, uh, in, in the, in the Patreon resources mm-hmm. and stuff. It's, it's a specialty design of a coaster that's going to be super absorbent and awesome for lots of different applications, but there are so many different coasters out there. So it's, it's ultimately a special kind of felt coaster. Mm. And this felt coaster that he wanted was like a, literally like a cheap looking piece of felt on top of a, on top of a piece of cork. And I'm like, like in my specifications, I said, it's got to be high quality, professional looking, no seams. Yeah. Like you could literally see the rough edge of the felt. Yeah. And the seams on the punch out from the bottom. I'm like, no, that is not at all the quality I'm looking for. Another guy submitted a, an offer for wooden coasters. Like what? Right. No, that doesn't even match at all. The description, like the materials I said, and I said, I want to be able to do dye sublimation, printing design and all that. Nothing, nothing, nothing close to that. Yeah. So that's been a little frustrating, but that's where I am on my journey. I I think where I am on my journey is I I have found a few products that I think may not be something long term, but I think we can make a profit on maybe even a decent profit. It gives me an opportunity to follow my passions and do something cool with a design, which I love doing. And now it's just a matter of like hunting down all the details, making Mm -hmm. sure I'm in the right niche that I can compete making sure that I can find a supplier that can do what I want. And once I have that, then it in a way becomes the hard part of actually working on some designs that I yeah. think are niche and, and uh, will fit that pattern and, yeah. and be you know sellable and, and make a profit. Yeah. So that's where I am in my journey. Um, let me hand it over to you to start talking us through where you are in your journey. Let's start with your passion. Okay. Yes, my passion. It's hair. I mean, it's going to be something to do with hair. Um, I have an idea in mind that I'm getting super excited about, um, the research that I've been doing 
there is it's high it's it's a highly competitive uh, market. I think I, if I'm reading the numbers right from what you have shown me to kind of, I think it's 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 a a high wanted product. Well, let's back up a minute and tell people how you even found this product that you're thinking of. We walked to lunch in our community and uh, we just kind of let's just see what's out there. Um, actually, I wanted to like, let me see exactly. Are we going to see it in, in pictures? Are we, you know, on the Jungle Scout Opportunity Finder. Yeah. Our goal was to experiment with Jungle Scout a little bit together uh, yeah, while we were sitting yeah, there at lunch. Yep. yep. And um, I was focused on beauty, but we want to make sure it's something that no one can get injured or sick from, things like that. So we kept dabbling, dabbling, and all of a sudden this one product came up and I was like, yes. And you were like, what? And <laughs> so I'm hyper-focusing on this one thing and I'm really hoping that it does work out because I know there's a huge want for it. Um, so I've been doing research on, uh, the product, um, what's out there, who's, who's selling it, how many people are selling it. I've been looking into, uh, how it's used, it's applied, it's, um, taken care of and all these things are, I know it it sounds so mysterious, but but it's such a unique idea you have that I don't uh, want to share yet until I know 100% that we're doing it. And, uh, let's just say it's, it's a hair product. It is a hair product. It's something in high demand, high demand, like something that you definitely saw an opportunity for. Yes. Everyone seems to be doing it wrong. In my opinion, uh, I've even had my own clients ask me about this certain product and I always geared them away because there i know they will miss misuse it um so i started doing de- uh, research and uh there's no instructions it's just people want it but they don't want to break the bank in getting it going to a salon purchasing it there um so they're they want to you know use the product at home but they get it at home and these reviews are crazy like they paid for it now what kind of thing um you know, it's it's just interesting. And I think that there's a huge market and a huge. Um, yeah. And this definitely, it definitely follows your passions because it's something that you have salon experience. Yeah. And you've actually been trained in. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm kind of excited about where it's going. Yeah. There's, and again, there's so many different forms of this product. So we have to narrow it down to either one or maybe possibly two. I think we can do a better product review, um, how to use it, instructions, send, you know, with the product, send things that the client is or the customer is going to need to do it uh, the right way at home. Um, Mm. And I can see you having like a social media campaign as well. Absolutely. I if we do this, I mean, I want to do like maybe one or two models so that way or even just, you know, do it on myself. I just know that there's a market for it and uh, the research that I've been doing. I kind of giggle and laugh because I'm like, why are these people selling it this way? And then in saying that to myself and giggling, I come to find out that majority of the people selling this product um, are males. And yes, in my industry, there are male cosmetologists. Um, But according to the description and all that, I can tell who's a hairstylist and who is not. Uh, and the ones that are not they're the units that they sell and their ratings are like crap. Uh, the ones who possibly have some type of training in cosmetology uh, for this product, uh, they're I mean, they're making like 
they're making over 20,000 a month in selling these products. Um, so there is a competition, but it's, I don't even want to say it's 50, 50. It's, it's kind of, um, it's more, the, the, the percentage is more of people not knowing how to sell it or, you, you know, um, right. That's, that's an indication of an opportunity though. Yeah. Right? There's like maybe a handful of people that are like, Oh, that's my real competition. Yeah. And there's like a list of this product out there and it's like only a handful. So I'm looking at those handful to see what I can do just that's a your, tiny bit better. Right. That's your real competition. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know I have the other competition beat. Um, yeah. So, and now it's just, I'm there, I'm stuck there. And I think my <laughs> next step is questions for you. Like, how do I, you know, again, Alibaba, maybe, I don't know how to, how do we get it? How do we make sure it's yeah. what I want? Um, so we'll get into sourcing, but one thing I wanted to, to you to cover as well, you did a little, you just started dabbling for yourself into the Jungle Scout research of, you know, looking to vet it now, like you're yeah. excited about it. You see an opportunity there. But do the numbers support you? See, okay, so that's the other thing that uh, I'm. Once you show me once, because I'm more of a um, visual learner. Yeah, yeah, visual learner. So once you show me like the numbers that I'm supposed to be looking at, um, I'll 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 have more information. But right now, I'm looking at how many new units they have and how much they're getting a month. And the reviews. So based on that, I just don't know how much the product costs. I have to do all of that type of, um, you know, information uh, search kind of thing. So I think that's like where I'm like, hey, I'm at the point of X, Y, and Z, Ray. What's my next step so I can do the next part of research? But I think my product is going to be a little bit more research, 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 and then pull the trigger kind of thing uh i think mine we won't be little... pulling the trigger without making sure the gun is loaded the gun is loaded yeah <laughs> and so far it has one bullet in it right, right. and that's about it and we yeah. have four more to go depending on what chamber you have <laughs> right so we'll 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 do that we'll do some of that research together honestly i'm still learning what data to pay attention to as well but so what i've been focusing on primarily right now are things like the comp like the not just my sense when i say competition like my sense of competition but what the tool tells me as far as competition, mm -hmm. because if there's a lot of people competing in the space, the tool can tell you that. Right. And right. that's different than you having a gut feeling on what right. the competition right. is. Right. Right. Because, again, coming back to numbers, like if there's high competition for the space, it just becomes a numbers game. Like that's going to be so hard to stand out. Even if you are selling a better product, there are so many results coming back that whoever already has the the, the high number of reviews or the, the, the you know, the, the product that's close enough. They're going to get the benefit of the doubt and they're going to go with them instead. Right. So if this is a space where like, let's say it was like batteries or something like there's millions being sold every month. Mm -hmm. Right. It's going to be very hard if you had some new, awesome, cool battery that you're right. trying to sell. Right. right. It's going to be very hard to stand out. Right. So competition is one. Yeah. The other one is just how many are selling a month because that'll give you a good indication of, you know, it, it gives you an, an indication of competition in some degree. But if there's only one person doing all that selling. Right. Then you have an opportunity to get in there and, and yeah. do some additional selling. Yeah. Looking at the reviews is also uh, good. Yeah. But some of the product search advice I've been seeing also, if you just sort that, that the sales, um, you know, from the largest to the smallest, right? If you see like the top of that list, there's like 200,000 a month. Well, that's that's an example of something that even if the competition is low, 
that one person has the market cornered so much. Right. You can definitely compete in there if you had enough money, but we probably don't have enough money to compete. Right. But I, I've been getting excited because some of the things I've been looking at and you, I think they're in the like $10,000 a month yeah. range. And we just, let's be honest, we don't have all that much money we're, we're right. willing to put in at, at first, but I think we can compete in that space right. with a couple thousand dollars. Right. And if we see success, that'll give us confidence to go and double down right. and do even more. Right. Right. Yep. And then we can really start to compete. Yeah. And then we can, you know, be able to fulfill higher quantities. And then we would be on that, that path of competing at a higher level with some of these folks in the ten to $20,000 range. Right. But right. if we see people selling in the fifty dollars to $100,000 range, we're probably in the wrong space for us for our initial journey. Mm. Right. Mm. So. Yeah. It's not to say that it's not on our roadmap if you have a good idea, right? but it's going to be hard to compete in that yeah. space. So you either have to find a niche where add enough search keywords or have enough of a unique twist on the product where mm-hmm. it's not the same as other people's. Yeah. You have to really niche down at that point. Then yeah. your competition is different. Mm-hmm. It's not just a, a thing, but it's a thing with these special qualities that nobody else has right, that right. you can market and promote. Now you've got a special yeah. thing. Try to think of if I saw anyone in those totals that big, I mean, the totals were of the ones that I think were valid. They were pretty high, but nothing. I don't think over a hundred thousand though. Yeah. A hundred thousand is still too high. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm saying we want to be probably at the $20,000. 20. Yeah. Mm, okay. If you see over 20, it just may be that you're not searching specific enough to niche down into right, exactly right, what you're right, thinking of. Right. right. And the thing is, is I've seen some out there that, I'm like, why are, why are they not selling? Cause this is a good product. And then I do look more detailed into it and I'm like, ah, and then I'm thinking to myself, well, how can I make it easy for the person to use this and make, and the, this would be my competition because it is a good product. But again, you can tell that it's not a person in cosmetology or have any background whatsoever in it. Right. And they're just, they just thought it was a good idea and they just, but it's actually a really good product. That's where you have an advantage. Right. You know, you follow your passions. Then right. Now you're doing something you know something about. Right. That's why right. I'm starting. This is where we need to start. We right. may have other ideas, but we, we need to start with our passions because it's what we know well. Yeah. And we yeah. know we can do you're a good job. You're very creative, very, uh, you know, artistic. Um, I love hair, so I know mine's going to have, not going to have to be, I know it, it has to be something because I, that's my passion. I know it through and through. So it, mine's going to be that and yours, I know is going to be artistic, but what's your worry about me going into the hair, still keeping it in the hair industry? I don't have any worries other than making sure it's whatever both of us do. Mm -hmm. I know that we'll knock it out of the park because we're passionate about things and we like to follow through and succeed. Mm Mm-hmm. Only thing I'm worried about for both of us is that we don't let our passions blind us to the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So we do have to pay attention to the data Mm -hmm. like we promised ourselves. Right. Pay attention to the data. Pay attention to the numbers. Make sure it's a good investment. Make sure the opportunity is there. Make sure we're not in over our head with other competition, et cetera. That's I'm worried about that for both of us because starting with our passions is interesting because it's it's what our strengths are Mm -hmm. but it's also the thing that has the opportunity to blind us right and we just we just put the blinders on and want want to go down that path no matter what and we can't do that right right yeah i'm not that worried about that with you per se like all in with this time this time (laughs) yeah this time i think with you because you showed me a little bit what you were thinking about uh last night um i think with you because you're such a perfectionist that i feel like you're going to get frustrated and then do this on your own. 
and then sell it that way. I don't know. Um, I can't see that's that's not going to scale. I can't do 2000. Yeah. I don't have enough time. I was just doing some math. I was actually doing the mental math last night, right? Like, yeah, I used to do this with the buttons, too, right? Like these people who mass produce buttons can do thousands per like hour, it seems. Right. I can do like hundreds per hour and my fingers are chapped at the end of yeah. the day. Right. So yeah. and I don't have the special machine to rip through buttons like a machine. But that's also why mine are yeah. super high quality. Right. So that's the thing. Like I can't be a artisan creator of these things mm. when you're trying to compete and sell a thousand a month. Like if I wanted to sell a thousand of these things a month, I don't. With my full time job, yeah, I don't even think I have the number of hours in a day, and I'd be working for minimum wage, right, to do that. You know, the reason why people source from Alibaba is because they work for even less than minimum wage, right. So it's like I can, you can, I can have a a thousand of these things made for twenty cents a piece. Like, do you think my time is worth that? Like, literally a thousand of them for two hundred dollars. Then I have to pay shipping. Yeah, but like, yeah. you know, it's just way more than what my time is worth. Yeah. Way more effort than what my time is worth. It's going to be quite interesting, um, both yeah. of our journeys. So yeah. I can't wait until one of us pulls the trigger first and wonder which one is going to be. It's not a competition. <laughs> We're both going to do this. We're both going to do this looking at the data and with each other's support. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and we'll see see where things go. Maybe it should be a competition. See so no. who makes more money. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like every time we, Yeah. That would be I, I like would see who makes more net profit. Oh, you're sl- you're throwing down the gauntlets already. Mm-hmm. All right. I would win. Well, it's game on then. I would win yeah, hands let's down. See. Let's see. Hands down. All right. That's going to be that. interesting. All right. I'm going to take that challenge. Yeah. Hands down. We we, we if we're going to do this as hands as, down, you're not even giving me a chance. Down. I have zero chance of beating you. Zero. All right. All right. Let's zero. see. I would I would the benefit of being a Happily married couple is we both win no matter who wins. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, let's do a quick recap. Um, What we reviewed today, we told you about the tools and the methods we've been using to do our product research. We're still trying to figure out a search. It's not easy. We discussed um, both of our product search ideas and efforts. Yeah. And some of the frustrations, the pros and the cons Mm -hmm. and the things have been working and haven't been working there. And we'll just continue to keep you updated as we learn more. Remember that we have the Patreon account set up, patreon.com slash this midlife hustle is where you'd find that information where we plan to add more and more information over time. And uh, what do you want to remind folks of? Please like, share, and subscribe. Without you guys, we won't be here.